Welcome into our community's holiday wrap up here as part of these Freight Waves Now holiday special and super excited to bring on three of our incredible communities folks here today. Alan Adler, of course, with Truck Tech. We've got Mary O'Connell here with two communities and one running on ice and with chat call. And Thomas Wasson is joining us for a little recap of what happened in Loaded and Rolling this year. And Guys, you all cover very different spaces, but it's all so, so valuable to the transportation space. So we're going to just kind of bring a little bit of a year-end flair to kind of recap 2023. And Alan, we'll start off with you in Truck Tech. Truck Tech has had a big year of growth. It has gone into a video form out of just a simple newsletter and has continued to grow. You've had some pretty impactful stories come down the pipeline this year. Anything, any thoughts on what was that number one story out of the Truck Tech newsletter for 2023? You know, it's so hard. It's like asking, you know, which of your kids is your favorite. Um, <laughs> we had we had a we had a number of, of stories that that I think were were pretty impactful this year. We tried every week, especially in the newsletter, to bring fresh content. You know, I model what I do with that after um, Andrew Ross Sorkin and, and Dealbook in the New York Times, that is sort of an essay at the top and then, uh, you know, uh, others, other material is, as fits. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to really de delve into a lot of what's happening. I think one of the interesting stories this year is how the infrastructure around electrification is developing, you know, with, with big real estate companies like Prologis and CBRE and some of those getting into, um, you know, building uh, depots for charging, you know, using their real estate muscle, as well as, you know, utility background and things like that, since they have to, you know, power buildings that they own anyway, to begin to look at how they will um, provide charging for commercial trucking. So that was a big story this year. And I think on the autonomous side, we, we saw a big shakeout. We expected to see that. And as we head into 2024, I think we're kind of looking at two or three companies that are that are clearly you know, in, in the in the driver's seat, if you will, even though there won't be anybody in the driver's seat with autonomous trucks, um, Aurora Innovation, Kodiak Robotics, and then a, a little later, but just clearly in the same sort of uh, strong position would be Torque Robotics. So Alan, coming out of 2023 and into 2024, I want to get your thoughts on who are the big winners and who are the big losers in the truck tech space as a whole this year. Could be a subset of the industry, could be a specific company, could be a singular person. Give me your winner, give me your loser. Well, I again, I, I think, you know, I've got to I've got to say because they're public, you'd have to put Aurora Innovation as a, one of the winners of the year. I'm hesitant to give you one winner, but I, I think they, they clearly have very methodically, uh, you know, moved forward. And that's all great. But if you don't have the runway to get to commercialization, you know, financial runway and they do now because they they raised another eight hundred and fifty million dollars give or take, uh, you know, in the in the third quarter. And that has really, I think, solidified their position to, you know, start commercial uh, routes uh, in Texas in uh, at the towards the end of 2024. And again, you have to look at the financial uh, strength of companies as well as what technology they may have, because great technology is terrific. But if you can't pay to make it uh, to, to, to make it into something that you can sell to somebody, then, you know, you're lost. And uh, so Aurora would be right up there, I think, in, in terms of, uh, you know, leading leading companies. On the electrification side, we had so many uh, fall away this year. Um, and I do think that the story really began to move much more, as I said, toward infrastructure. 
and maybe away from specific players. You know, we saw bankruptcies uh, on the electrification side for for um, Proterra, which really is not even a startup. They've been around as a transit bus company for 20 years, um, but they went through a, a reorganization. Their assets have been sold off at this point. And, uh, you know, whether the name will continue, uh, we don't really know. But, uh, but it's interesting that, that a company that looked pretty strong, it was a SPAC. It came out of that, uh, you know, SPAC frenzy, uh, you know, and, and their finances just went south and continued that way through the pandemic. And, and that was tough, tough for them. Well, Alan, we are super excited to see what Truck Tech is going to do in the new year. And of course, we will keep a watch on you guys on Wednesdays for us here on FreightWaves TV and for that newsletter on Friday. And thank you for being with us here to wrap up your year. Thanks, Kaylee. All right. Up next, we are going to bring in the gal who writes twice a week for us, and she gets two slots per week on Freight Waves now as well. Mary O'Connell is super talented, our expert in the 3PL space and our expert in the cold chain space as well. And Mary, let's dig right into it. We're going to start off with Check Call because that's our first newsletter at the start of the week. It comes out on Tuesdays for us here. Give me your top story of the year in the 3PL space. I mean, if you would have asked me about maybe like a month and a half, two months ago, I would have said, oh my gosh, for sure yellow, because, you know, every 3PL has yellow in their book of business. And it, you know, was, a, I'm not going to say it was a nightmare, but it wasn't a great time when yellow went under. Um, but I would honestly have to say the big story coming out of the end of the year is really the rise of bankruptcies and um, the rise of some of those extra fail safes that are coming out of freight factoring companies and other carriers to make sure that, you know, if they are working with a brokerage that could potentially go through bankruptcy, that, you know, those carriers and those factoring companies are protecting themselves. So I definitely have to say it's kind of be a toss up between the yellow bankruptcy and, um, you know, the impact of the impending brokerage bankruptcies and kind of their ripple effect on other people in the supply chain. I would ask you your winners and losers in the 3PL space, but I think we all know who the losers are, right? Those 3PLs who unfortunately could not survive in this difficult freight environment. And of course, our heart goes out to all those folks who were impacted either by layoffs or bankruptcies or closures or anything that was a, a very negative experience for them in 2023. So I'm just going to ask you, who is your winner this year in the 3PL space coming out of the side? My vote with this is your mm. technology providers who were able to really survive and thrive in the space. But I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on who in the brokerage world really kind of found a dub in 2023. I mean, honestly, anyone who still has their doors open at the end of December uh, is a big W because it was not is not a good year for a lot of things. Um, but it definitely to go from a year where, you know, you're basically printing your own money, your margin is sky high, you're making money hand over fist to basically going on the complete opposite swing of like, okay, we have to go through layoffs, we have to, you know, work at like tightening that budget, you know, travels cut, you know, ex excess spendings cut. It's not really a fun time for anyone to be in. So a big W goes to anyone that still has the doors open. But also, like you said, those those um, technology providers and everyone that have been able to not only make a foothold in the good times, but stay through the bad times, that is a testament to their will and the products that they have. Because, you know, everyone is 
everyone's willing to throw out some money when times are good and you're making money hand over fist, but it's much harder when you have, um, when you have tight times and someone's like, do I really need to keep this TMS? Is it really working for me? And yes, it is. And, you know, we've even seen some TMS companies grow and continue to have success. So that's really a testament to the, the high quality companies and technology providers that are coming out right now. So let's go ahead and quick pivot over to your other community running on ice, which of course covers the cold chain space. Really quickly, what was your top story uh, coming out of cold chain for this year? I mean, honestly, probably the Jacksonville Port Authority just absolutely doubling down and saying, hey, we are going to be a home for cold chain. We're going to be a home for cold storage. You name it, we've got it here um, because no other port has really, or even area of the country have really come out and said, like, we're doubling down on this. We have, basically, if you build it, we can fill the capacity. So I think that has been an incredible testament to all the work that they've done down in Jacksonville. Um, And then also, you know, the rise of cold storage warehouses popping up seemingly all over the country, even in random places like Indiana, like the middle of nowhere, Indiana. It has been absolutely fascinating to watch this space kind of evolve and try to hurry up and meet the demand that's out there for it. There we go. All right, Mary, thank you for joining us today with your perspective. And as you love to tell people, we will see you on the internet. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. And we're going to bring in our last and final communities expert to round us out, saving the most fascinating for last. So we've got Thomas Wasson joining us from Loaded and Rolling, our enterprise trucking expert. Thomas, trucking space was just kind of topsy-turvy this year. What was your number one story coming out of 2023? It feels like all gas, no brakes. Uh, I will say in the uh, trucking part, the enterprise front, Night Swift acquiring U.S. Express, probably happened in early March. Biggest thing to see, uh, especially very rarely would you see a large nationwide carrier gobble up another one, but given circumstances and the opportunity, it's, uh, it was a match. So I think that was one of the big things. And it kind of highlights this overall trend of, uh, you know, winners and losers. Uh, you either consolidate or, you know, you exit the market. So right now uh, it was early in the year. So, I mean, we still have three quarters of the whole rest of the year. There's tons of great stories to talk about. But uh, that was the big one that stood out for me if we're looking at straight on the, the, the vertical here, uh, the big acquiring. So obviously our enterprise carriers were a little bit more insulated from the freight recession than some of our smaller players, but still we saw some folks who were winners and who were losers. Give me your winner for the year, give me your loser for the year, and I'm going to make you exclude Night Swift US Express for this one. Okay, I'm going to go with the uh, the winners are the ones that weren't pure play trucking. So uh, your JB Hunts, uh, your Schneiders and stuff, anyone with an intermodal presence, uh, pay attention to them in a 24. That's that's one of the things that they bought into. It's growth. It's supposed to be stability, better margins. Uh, losers, pure play trucking. Uh, and when I say pure play trucking, the larger carriers, we saw some issues. Heartland, Werner, uh, degradation in terms of their actual operating ratios. But the, the biggest ones were the smaller carriers, small fleets and owner operators. Uh, they took the biggest part of the beating. They're the very tail end uh, in terms of the market, and they're the ones that usually are moving the market on that spot market transaction. So I, I think that's been the biggest. If there was an ongoing story, the question was, has enough capacity left yet? That was 2023. And guess what we're going to be asking in 2024? Has enough capacity left yet? All right, Thomas. Well, thank you for joining us to wrap up your 2023, and we will hear more from you coming up in the upcoming year. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to it. And of course, you can find all of our amazingly talented communities folks by heading on over to FreightWaves.com and dropping down our communities tab. You can subscribe to all of their newsletters. You can also find all of them daily with us on FreightWaves now to give an update on their beat. 
Make sure that you catch all of their content if it's on YouTube or if it's on a podcast player of your choice. They love having you in their community. Thank you for staying tuned with all all of our community so far in 2023. We'll see you guys next year.